0: So we're there. We're literally talking like in each other's like face, like having good conversation. And then we get to the point where it's like, okay, are you top or bottom? Both tops. I used to get like turned off when people would ask me like straight up, like, are you a top or a bottom? I'm like, is that all that matters? But now I'm like, I mean, we should probably like get that question out of the way. It could save us
1: some time. Yeah.
2: But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Podcast.
1: Shout out to all the fan whores, to the pod sluts. What's up, all you whoreheads and Billy babes? Shout out to the Man Whore Conventionists. This is Billy Prasita, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Ran out of steam at the end of that one there. got taking a little, little extra breath. What's up? Welcome to the show. Bringing you sex-positive conversations every Wednesday from a source least likely. A fella person with my face who watches football. Hey, hey, hey. This week I have got on the brainchild behind Menagerie Intimates. Roman Sype. We're talking men's lingerie, uh, as well as Roman's dating difficulties, (laughs) as as a yet-to-be-confirmed non-bottom. We're going to begin to Roman very shortly, but first, March 18th is the next naked comedy show hosted at the Hacienda Villa in Bushwick. If you had trouble getting tickets in the past because they were already sold out, we've solved the problem. We're just going to do two shows. I've got great lineups for an 8 and 10 o'clock show. I will be on both of them, and I hope to see you out there. And for the first time, we're going to let the audience be clothing optional. So if you've been frustrated about those pants you're wearing in the audience, no need. I'll link to the tickets at the top of the show notes. And stay tuned uh, to the outro. To, stay tuned to after my conversation with Roman, I'll be announcing uh, another very special set of dates. Because I'm very annoying and manipulative. Another date you're going to want to put down is March 16th. That's the next... Oh, motherfucker! Shit! Hot. That's hot. Movie night. It's a night where me and my Patreon members gather around in the champagne room and we watch a vintage porno together, uh, complete with color commentary and surprisingly good soundtracks. That'll be uh, on March 16th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, if you head on over to Patreon right now, I've got a poll up where you can vote on what we're going to watch next. One person I hope joins us there is the recipient of this week's fan whore appreciation moment, Jim G. Jim G. Very new, very active member in the champagne room. Buddy, we're happy to have you, but hang in there. You and Mary Beth, I don't, I don't know what you two are getting up to in there, but hey, you know. You do use booze, booze. Uh, thank you for supporting the podcast, buddy. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, and you too can become a member of my Patreon community. You can support me and the work that I'm doing. You can join us for Hot Movie Night for as little as $2 a month. Thank you and bonus shout out, by the way, to Jess, uh, a $2 member who just upped her membership to an annual. She just paid up for the entire year. She's like, Billy, I'm on board. Take my money now, please. You can become a member today, support the pod you love at patreon.com slash or download the Patreon app. Find me over there. My guest this week is Roman Seip. He is the brainchild behind Menagerie, uh, which is a men's intimates line. It is not women's clothes for cross-dressing men. It is lingerie that is made and designed for men. I have been promoting Menagerie for years, uh, completely unpaid, by the way sincerely just a brand i really rock i like it i dig it i feel sexy in it i recently did a panel with roman at curve expo here in new york city uh talking about men's lingerie with a very impressive panel and then me i'll put a link to that in the show notes again and this is actually the first well i mean outside of the panel this is my first time really sitting down and ever talking with roman even though we have you know chatted with each other online for years so it was great to get to know him uh, it's a little echoey in the space that he insisted we record in. It was a last minute adjustment. and By the time I got there, wasn't much to do. So slight apologies in advance for uh, any audio quality issues that most of you probably aren't even going to notice. But, uh, but I hope that won't distract you from my lovely conversation about love and sex and lace. Let's go chat with Roman Sype. In person I mean, or on the internet? I, I
0: literally threw this hoodie on. I was
1: like, "Let me put some clothes on, real quick." <laughs> yes, clo- clothes on. Uh, the norm. Yeah. On this podcast, rare occasions we do naked episodes, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I um I literally bouncing around here naked all morning, so I'm like, let me just put on something. <laughs> something
1: <laughs> for sure um yeah how, how's my my outfit today as
0: opposed to last time i mean i love it you always have you always have your own style it's cool i love the brooklyn <laughs> is that I love what the you brooklyn say to people shirt. who
1: don't dress well it's like you have you your, have own, your style. own style
0: it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the best thing about it is like as long as you have a style, like there's some people that I can look at them and I can be like, they just didn't care about anything, yeah, at all. Like you have your boots, you have your Brooklyn Tee, you have your cardigan, like nice denim. It's cool. Excuse me, I and have my sister's
1: cardigan. Thank sister's you very much. Cardigan. Okay. Like, I mean, even better, even better. It means something. Uh, I was really trying to go for like dumpy dude at the expo. I was like, how can I, how can I showcase uh, safe to talk to but
0: dumpy? Yeah, I mean, I think you pulled it off. I think you pulled it off. <laughs>
1: That was a fun panel. Uh, yeah, I I've mean, never felt more out of place. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm up there with like a lingerie designer, <laughs> Billy Porter's fucking stylist, yeah. a mental health professional, someone who like runs a, a, a lingerie shop, and then like me, a uh,
0: boy comedian with a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I I think it was perfect. I think we ne- I feel like we needed you there. I think the panel was like a well rounded panel and you made it that way by being there. So
1: I I'm glad that the like the straight male uh a voice could be heard, had an opportunity yeah, in this exactly. world. Exactly. Me too.
0: I mean, because people like another reason why I was glad you were there was because like I can talk about it all day, but then they're just like, Yeah, but you're a fashion boy and you're queer and like like of course you get it, but like we're talking about different men. It blows my mind how a lot of people like forget that I'm a man. Yeah. So like I'm like, or like like there's men like me out there. So it's like okay, they're like, well, I don't know any men that would wear this. I'm like, I'm a I'm a man also, but like maybe we, they just need to see like me beside you and you beside me to you know be like, see we both get it yeah. like he looks fabulous
1: and i look closer to one of your husbands i'm sure <laughs> and uh we're right. bo- we'll both
0: wear lace right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly
1: good time to say i'm here right now with uh designer roman sipe the brainchild behind menagerie one of the brains uh, one of the brands i think i've talked about for the longest on this show mm-hmm. i reached out to you fucking forever ago
0: yeah i mean i think it was <laughs> 2008 if not before that. I it was
1: before that because I was still at my day job. So I had to ah. be pre pre twenty twenty election. I uh, sorry, pre twenty sixteen election.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Whenever that you would, were like first That was press in the beginning, it. beginning. Like I mean, I started in twenty fifteen. So yeah, that was yeah, it yeah. would have been
1: it would have been right whenever you got that first press release out. That's probably wow.
0: when they,
1: I was I was still small enough I couldn't ask for money. I could only ask for free stuff.
0: Um, I mean, <laughs> I was still small enough just to you know give free stuff and not pay for you know advertising and stuff like that. So we were we met at the perfect time, I believe, for both. And of we've
1: that. been rising up yeah. over the years. Yeah. I've been loving to say every time you pop up in something, I'm like, there we go. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's been it's been a roller coaster, and like. I'm just now noticing like it's it's been eight years cause I'm like counting up to ten. Yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, it takes ten years for a brand to really be established, to really get out there and like all that. Someone told me that like
1: uh-huh.
0: a long time ago.
1: How did you why did you start Menagerie?
0: So um I was a stylist before. So okay. I worked as a stylist probably for like over a decade. And um I was on a styling competition show. I won a good amount of money. And like on TV? Oh, it was on it was on YouTube. So it okay. was like called um Style Star and it was on this platform called the YT um YT something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was also with Maker Studios and it was on like a fashion network in like New York. Um but yeah, it was a styling competition show where we like had these like miscellaneous task every day and like I had to literally just like beat these people out of styling competitions for like a week straight and then I won and um I took that money and I was like we should probably like invest this into something I paid off like some of my school debt and I was just like what can we do what can we design mm. I never really wanted to be a designer because I have as a stylist like I've known so many designers like great ones, horrible ones, successful ones, struggling ones. And it just was not the life that I was like trying to have. Um, but some re- for some reason, like I was like, no, you should probably just like start a business and like and see how it goes. And uh, when looking into designing, I was like, what am I going to design? And I instantly like came to my underwear drawer. I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't a long time of me just like trying to figure it out. It was almost like instant. Mm-hmm. And I had this like Calvin Klein underwear that was like um first off, it had like a hundred and forty nine dollar price tag on it for Calvin Klein. I got it from this one party. piece of underwear. One piece of underwear. See, most
1: of the men listening are like, I can buy a pack. So of, like, like twelve for
0: <laughs> I think it was some sort of like it was a gift that I got at the Chateau Marmont, which is one of my favorite places in LA. Just like a luxurious glamorous moment every single time you're there. I
1: don't shop at any place I can't spell.
0: Well, it's a hotel <laughs> and it's iconic. You should look into it because there's a lot of shit that happens there. Um, but yeah, I was at this event at the Chateau and I got this underwear but I was saving it like I saved it for years. Like maybe like 3 years since I got it. Still in the package. First of all, I never had underwear that cost that much. Okay. And it was like just sort of like this elegant, like luxurious, like Calvin Klein. It's underwear. not a couch. You
1: are supposed to take the stuff off
0: it, Right. But I was like, it was, I was literally saving it for a special night. Like mm-hmm. I was saving it for like a moment. And um, now I don't save anything. Now I'll get it, I'll wear it, I go, and it, it is what it is. But like I was saving this underwear and it just really got me thinking, like, why was I saving it? For one, it was the price. For two, it was like, the most luxurious pair of underwear I've ever seen or had in my, like my, I barely wore underwear at that time. Right. So like I had like trash underwear and then I had this like packaged cute underwear in the corner of my drawer. So I started to just like think about that underwear, think about what it meant to me and like why I was saving it. And I started to Google men's lingerie and mind you, this is over eight years ago. What I could Google was trash, like nothing that I would ever even think about putting on my body except for one pair of underwear I found that was from like Versace. I believe it was like the 2011 collection or something like that. But it was like a, it was a lace underwear very similar to my hip brief um, where it just had two sort of like lace panels in the front. So I was like, "That's something I would wear." It was very sort of like conservative, but still sexy. Lace pa- by lace panel, just for us who are either dumb
1: or because this is an audio medium. Do you mean like there's the there's like solid black that is covering like say groin and waist, yes. but like the thigh area? That's a panel, exactly. Okay, so, so it, like the thighs have lace; the, the rest is kind of covered. Exactly. with
0: Exactly, okay. and for this specific underwear, it was like a it was like a a brief a short brief, so it had, like, this center part is called, like, the gusset. That the gusset. was covered in black, but okay. then it had, like, two little, like, rectangle panels. <laughs> okay. On the hip. So, yeah, I was like, I would wear those. I googled, tried to find them. They never went into production. They were just on the runway. They produced a mesh pair. Is that normal? Um, I, all, all that runway business? They don't even years, sell yeah, most of it? Yeah, because, like, the runway is the show, and then, like, when they produce things, they produce to sell. So it's like, nobody was wearing, men weren't wearing lace 10 years ago, 80 right. years ago. I mean, this is over, this is 2011. That's like over 12 years ago, I guess. Um, so yeah, it's it's normal to like do things for the show and then like scale them back a bit to sell to like everyone else. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna make those underwear and then I'm gonna just do a classic boxer brief and a cycle short fits that every man are used to and like things that I would wear. Yeah. Um and that's how we started, a simple three pack for like literally the first 5 years, I believe. But wait, for, wait,
1: wait, wait. But whatever happened with those special the special undies? I have no clue. What was the special night that you busted them out for? I didn't. I, so I never I never wore know where them? they
0: are. I never wore them. I never wore them. I used them. All as, that build up? All that build up. I used them um I used them in developing my line. Like I just had them there in the room most of the time as I was like in my design studio They're probably in my design studio in LA somewhere, but like I never wore them. I went straight to Menagerie. I was like, this is.
1: That's, that's enraging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and
0: and I, and people always ask me like, I wonder like which uh, pair of underwear it was. And I was like, the only, the most expensive underwear I could find from Calvin Klein was like $98 and it was like a silk blend and it wasn't them. Mm -hmm. It was something, it was, it was different. It was a boxer brief, but it was like, it wasn't the one that I could find anywhere. So I think it might've been like made for that evening for that night. But yeah, that's how it all started. Is and it and when I say like I didn't miss any details in between, like it literally went from me thinking about designing something, finding something almost instantly and building on it. Like it wasn't I didn't think about, oh, I'm going to maybe just do something easier or something like no, it was straight to the underwear drawer, straight to this underwear, straight to Menagerie.
1: I, yeah, but apparently not wearing the fucking expensive shit you were like <laughs> like almost well, fetishizing in your drawer yeah what, what, were you an underwear person? were you like a no. or maybe I should more accurately say were you like a like a lingerie person?
0: no, no. i wasn't i was like i was a i appreciated luxury, okay, like I didn't have much luxury. that's another reason why I sort of maybe saved that underwear, but like Working in fashion, like, I got to touch a lot of things, but I couldn't necessarily buy them or have them. So, like, um I was more attracted to, like, luxury and glamorous sort of, like, things. Um And that ties into the lingerie also. But back then, I was... Twenty something years old, and I wasn't getting so like glam. I didn't even wear like makeup really at that time. Like I definitely wasn't the Roman that I am now. Back then, okay. um, and I and I owe a lot of that to my brand. Um, so like I'm thankful for it helping me grow, like in my like sensuality, my sexuality, and all that. Because back then I was really sort of like prudish. Um, yeah. Okay. Oddly enough, <laughs> oddly enough, um, and still sort of am today. But like um my brand has definitely helped me like tap into the world of not only luxury but like luxury lingerie what but you so you weren't necessarily wearing lingerie before but like were you Mm -hmm. wearing
1: luxurious stuff
0: I was wearing, borrowing luxurious things from, I had a, I have a best friend, um, and he was a model, was a model at the time. So like he would have just like all this amazing stuff. So I would borrow his things and I would just sort of like make my things. Like back then I had a website called Roman's Closet mm-hmm. where I would like reconstruct vintage things or like things that I found down in like Santee Alley um so yeah i just sort of like made my way but my style wasn't as romantic as it is now but what does it do for
1: you when you wear the luxurious item like what is it that you're feeling
0: expensive
1: like i like ex- you feel like an yeah expensive yeah inch.
0: you it changes everything like to know to know like that what you have on for one like the quality and the fabric and like all that but also the price tag adds like to the moment like there's times where i like Just feel really, really good because I have on something really expensive. And it sounds, to me, it sounds like really weird. And I'm definitely a fashion boy, but like it really adds to your day. It's almost like wearing like a back brace or something that keeps you straight up. Like expensive things like make me like, makes me walk different. It makes me like move through the city differently, especially like if I have on a hill or like something like that. Like it literally changes my walk.
1: Is that something you're able to
0: tap into when you're not wearing it? At this point, can you carry um, that yeah. swag over into? Yeah, I have to now because like like people sort of like expect this sort of like
1: it's Roman. Yeah, like, if you like don't they, walk in with the shoulders. They back, expect- they're like, well, "Are you having a okay day?"
0: <laughs> they expect this sort of like this sort of like person all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm not that person. You see me right now? Of course, I have my satin like <laughs> boxer shirts on, but I have on this just black oversized hoodie. Mm-hmm. When I'm working, I'm more like dressed down but I still now I think I do it so often that I carry like like my legs definitely cross in front of each other no matter what I'm wearing Mm -hmm. and that's something I learned from like the what is it the I I call it the book that makes you to make you be like a lady but it's like a the art of seduction okay yeah like there's like a moment in there where like they're just explaining like how a woman could and should walk and like when you cross your legs like it it adds to the shape of your body it adds to like everything so like those little things i picked up and like they stay no matter what i have on but it all started from just sort of like draping myself in things that i felt good in and were most of the time expensive <laughs> what was the first time like you wore what you would call like men's lingerie um i think mine yeah yeah i think mine like i me too Perfect. Um, I I really grew with this brand like into myself. Like I, like I said before, I sort of just like walked into rooms and sort of was like quiet. Like I I had loads of friends that were like celebrities or models, but I was just like there until I had like something to really like dive into, which was my brand. Like I was just a fly on the wall at all these places. Mm -hmm. As soon as I started Menagerie and then of course, like I started with underwear. So like, I started to have to like wear just underwear or I started to wear underwear period like with a blazer with this and it just started to be my thing and obviously I made myself more custom things so that I can like be completely draped in lace mm. before I started to build the brand yeah it t- it went it went from 0 to 100 sort of like real quick mm. real quick
1: uh but but yet you're this like more prudent kind of guy so what what do you mean by that
0: so i mean to this day like my I'm not such a sexual person. Interesting. Yeah, like I'm more like I'm more like the moments leading up to that, and like, and it just and you want to tag someone in and be like, I did
1: all the build up. Go da- in. I, we, like <laughs> honestly,
0: one of my best friends. We just had like a moment like a week ago talking about this one time where like I was just like a part of this like about to be threesome, and I literally just like tapped out, and he's like, you literally left me there. I was like.
1: But like, was, were you participating in the beginning of this? I like- was
0: participating in the rubbing, touching, kissing, like all the all that stuff, and then like I sort of just was like done. <laughs> was wait, like, wait why, why? What happened? <laughs> Nothing necessarily happened. It was just like I I almost I don't want to say I got what I needed, but like it was to a point where I was just like, okay, like. Am I going to do anything else? Probably not. They look like they're having a good time. I'm just going to like tap out. And that's is that self
1: consciousness or is that like you at the not time? I mean,
0: at the time, it was probably a little bit of both. Even even to now, like people really, really expect me to be this like sex god. Um, But I've had a lot of like. First off, I started. I came out. Like, I never really necessarily came out mm-hmm. because I never really necessarily understood like what i liked um and i i sort of like i want to say lost my virginity a little bit later than I guess your average gay guy okay um because i hear stories of like teenage years and like i was like like 20 some 21 maybe it's pretty, um, pretty normal standard i
2: think across for me, the orientation I mean, spectrum I,
0: I feel like it was such a long time because i lived in new york all the way up until like my 21 and like Looking back, I'm like, how did I like not have sex when I was in New York City? And then I get to LA, and then all of a sudden I want to be free and I want to do like all this stuff. And then I like have sex. And I was like, why did I do that? And then were like, you scared of sex? I think I, I'm. I think I'm still like trying to figure out like what sex is for me. Okay. Like, like I have a very like masculine and feminine side of me. Yeah. Um, I categorize myself as a top. Okay. Never bottomed before, but a lot of people expect me to be a bottom based off of how I dress or just like how I present myself or like how I dance, like like I'm expected to be a bottom. Mm. I want to say 90% of the people that meet me like expect me to be a bottom. So we get to that that point where it's like, okay, we're both tops. I hear this is a very frequent uh struggle yeah I mean it's it's a struggle like when two
1: submissive people end up in a bedroom together like oh shit
0: it's a struggle it's a struggle um because I I I bring very dominant energy in the bedroom but it is a struggle because it's something that like I, I used to get like turned off when people would ask me like straight up like are you a top or a bottom I'm like is that all that matters but now I'm like I mean, we should probably, like, get that question out of the way. It could save us some time. Yeah, but (laughs) I also, like, open myself up because I always say, like, I have no, I've had no ambition to bottom yet. Sure. I also, and this is for everyone to know, like, I've never been in a relationship Mm -hmm. at all. Like, no, like, long-term, short-term relationship. So I don't know what it feels to have sort of, like, this, like, connection that might sort of maybe let me let all my guards down and maybe I will bottom or maybe I will feel like the energy to do so in this certain situation so that's why when like certain people ask me that I'm like trying to get to know I'm like I'm a top but like who knows who knows I've only
1: topped thus far but we'll see see what happens when I'm comfortable with another human being. Yeah.
0: If I, if it's someone that I know, like it's probably just going to be like a hookup or like a short term thing. I'm like, I'm a top because we're not going to get to that level. Probably to even make me even think that I might think about wanting to bottom. Um, But if it's someone that I'm like, huh, like I know them, I like them. Or like, I can see something bigger. It's harder for me to answer that question because I'm like, I don't know. With you, I might. Yeah. And then, and then sometimes you say that to people and are just like, oh, okay, so you're bottom. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> whatever you say.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, when you say you weren't quite sure what it is you liked, was it that you weren't sure that you liked men or you just weren't sure what you wanted to pursue, you know, well, sex act wise?
0: Um, 100% sure I like men. Okay. Um, I'm I, mean, now, I mean, like back then, like when you said then, you were like not I was, sure about I was pretty sure that I liked men. Uh-huh. I just wasn't pretty, sh- I wasn't like so keen on gay sex, mm. like anal sex. Right. So, um, and even to this day, like I don't know exactly how I feel about anal, but like that's part of my life.
1: All like, right. not I have to be like a silly straight boy, but like I heard this term side. Is that what that is? What is it? Uh, side.
2: What like does that top, mean?
1: bottom, or side, which verse? Is vi- no, no, not verse, like a good top or bottom. Side I am told is like you're interested in the sex except for the anal sex. But like m- masturbation,
0: mutual masturbation, oral, all I well mean, good. maybe I'm a side. I've never heard that before at all.
1: I didn't realize I was gonna teach you something new. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: like that sort of aligns with sort of like where I am sexually now. Mm-hmm. Like if it gets to that point, it's usually like mutual masturbation, oral. Or like, um that's it.
1: Or apparently assisting uh <laughs> assisting someone else's fuck that they're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's something that I'm great at. <laughs> like um
0: Great yeah. f- Roman type great fluffer. A fluffer. for sure. I've I've been called that I've been called that before, yeah. And um, but
1: today you feel a little bit more certain about things?
0: Um, no, something, no, no I'm great. still, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. Like I still am hopeful for like a relationship sure. that will help me like open up a little bit more mm-hmm. with, sexually. Um, because to this point, like I am not, I guess I want to say like, I'm not necessarily the typical like gay guy that people expect. Like what, slutty, 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 and like I have a lot of gay friends, and I have like a happy balance of like slutty friends and like not so slutty friends. But then like my not so slutty friends like can get slutty once in a while, sure. and like I identify with both. But it's like for me, I do get, I get pretty slutty, I guess nowadays. But it never is like full sex. Okay, yeah, because I always like try to like have some sort of like connection with the people that I actually have sex with versus the people that I like mess around with. And um, my life thus far has been a lot of just messing around. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. What's been preventing the romance?
0: The (laughs) non-relationship.
1: Well, well, yeah. But like usually you're feeling some romantic vibes before anyone would want to escalate it up to that. Like, what's? I mean,
0: I think it's- Do you date date? Do you go on like- I've been- Go out to dinner? I've been- No, I haven't ever been asked on a proper date by a person. What? The things that blow people's minds sort of like blow my mind also. Um I've only asked a handful of people out and a lot of them have said like the weirdly enough said the same answer. Like, sure, like we can hang out or like we can like do this or do that. And I'm like, I asked you out on a date. Like, so these sort of things, like, I don't know, happen specifically to me when it comes to like dating. Uh-huh. So, but short story. I did go on a date in New York City recently. Okay. It was a very interesting situation. Do tell. Okay. And this I guess this will help explain um maybe a little bit more of what I've been trying to explain to you. But I met a guy on the train. Beautiful beautiful man. I was watching him the whole train ride it was right before our panel. Oh. Literally right before a Monday morning, a Monday morning. Yes. Right before our panel. And I like, I wasn't necessarily having the best morning. Um, But I was like, I was like getting ready to come and I was like on the train and I was like, had my headphones and I was like watching this boy. He was just sort of like jamming to his music and like chilling. And I got up and I walked and stood next to him. I don't know why, just to maybe just, I don't know, be closer. And I walked to the other side and I saw- Test the pheromones. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) I went to the other side and I um, saw that he had a, what's the dance school? Uh, Avenali? Avenali? Some major New York dance school bag. Okay. So I was like, oh, you're a dancer. Literally just spoke to him. Oh, you're a dancer. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what's your Instagram? Got his Instagram left. Something about that interaction like changed my entire mood. So- I go. Um, I'm walking to you. Connected to the job with another human fucking being. Yeah, That's what it, yeah, was. And it was. You like, didn't just
1: stay insular on the train like we all do every goddamn day. You it didn't even have, matter if you wanted
0: to like go out with him. It was just like a. It, I connected with a human being in transit. Exactly. Transits. Exactly. And Our I. Our parents used yeah. to do that. <laughs> and and another thing to add to that is I lost my AirPods in Puerto Rico the week before. Okay. So I've been on the train like listening and watching and talking to people which is something that I barely ever did before. So something about that situation. The podcast of the A-Train. Literally <laughs> made my day. Um, so I go out and I make a little Instagram. Like, oh my God, like I just met a stranger. And like, it, li- it literally just like changed my entire mood. He writes me like, was that me? And I was like, yeah. Like, but I was like, damn, I was like, I should have deleted it. Like, I didn't really expect him to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had went back to Puerto Rico after the trade show, like I said, but we stuck in contact this whole time. But this, like, contact that we have, that we were having, like, got sexual so quick. And, like, he's a dancer. I love dancers. I've never dated dancers. I've never even had sex with a dancer before. Okay. But, like, I was really trying to, like, get to know him over this time that we had before the time that we were going to meet up. And every conversation that we had, like, ended up going towards sex. And I straight away like as long as I can most of the time and like sometimes I gave in a little and we just like talked about
1: you try to be like let's I
0: definitely like like halted it long enough to like wait until we like met in person how how do you do that, by the way, without killing a vibe of a conversation? I killed the vibe a few times. Th- and that's yeah. okay. A few vi- times I killed the vibe. I just let let things unanswered or like- You like leave it on red? Is that on what On red. Is? Like in having my lingerie line, like one of the things that he would ask me was like, well, what underwear are you wearing today? And I would like say what underwear I'm wearing and um that was it because I knew if I took it to the next thing, it would go to the next thing and it would go to the next thing. And, um, yeah, I would just sort of like shut it down every time. And then like, we started to not talk so much, but we talked about meeting and going on this date, Mm -hmm. but I sort of had an understanding that I didn't necessarily have to take this guy on a date. I could have just fucked him, but I wanted to go on a date. I wanted to like meet someone. I wanted to like have a connection with someone that wasn't instantly like a sexual connection. Sure. I was like, oh, we're going to go on a date the Tuesday that I get back. The Tuesday that I get back was Valentine's Day. I said, no, we're not going on a date on Valentine's Day because I have yet to have had a Valentine's and celebrate Valentine's Day in that way. So we went on a date the next night. Okay. Um, We met. We had a conversation. We went to the Soul House. We left Soul House because the drinks are fucking expensive. And we went to like this place called Tippy's, which was sort of like very chill and a, a few blocks away. So we're there, we're literally talking like in each other's like face, like having good conversation. And then we get to the point where it's like, okay, are you top or bottom? Both tops. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Like, and we're still getting to know each other. And he's like rubbing on my leg and like, like just hand is getting closer and closer and closer to my private all the way. To the point where it's private. It's you start to understand like <laughs> this is this is a very interesting like no I life just meant that, that you <laughs> yeah yeah that
1: you use the word private that's very adorable.
0: <laughs> um, yeah so he's he and then his hand was on it and just literally sure. rubbing me and like and mind you we're in public and like it's it's a situation for me. I'm a little bit uncomfortable but I'm also like my body's reacting to it so it is what it is. And we've been drinking whatever. So at one point I put my leg up just to give us a little bit of space. And then like, it just started to get really heavy in this place. And I was like, this really isn't what I want from this. But I was like, realistically, like, are you going to get anything else out of this? Like, you're going to be buying more drinks. You're going to do this. You might as well just like go somewhere else. So I was like, they, the place was shutting down. Um, They told us like last call, we got one more drink. We go to the bathroom.
1: Just so one more hand job, and then you we, know, we'll get out. <laughs> we go to
0: the we go to the bathroom, and it instantly like turns into him giving me head. Okay, I was I was here for it. Like I said, my body's responding. Like it wasn't like I was like no stop. Like it was like it was fine, but something that I've never done before <laughs> in my thirty three years of living. Like I haven't done that in that way before. And like, the security was outside and I was like, I'm not going to come. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, like, I'm too nervous. I'm too anxious. Like, let's get out of here. So we go to Lebane after that. Have you been to Le Bain? I Again, I, I don't okay. frequent places. I can't spell. Well, Le Bain is the place that you should definitely go. <laughs> it's usually
1: because I can't afford them. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, you should definitely. <laughs> Le- if, 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 when I'm back in the city, like. We'll, we'll, we'll go there one we'll night. We'll bane it up. Yeah. It's an, ex- it's an experience for sure. So we go to this place, rubbing, touching. He's like asking me to go to the bathroom and like all this stuff. And I was just really like not trying to do that. Yeah. So this whole entire situation just sort of like made me realize number one, I need to like understand like how to navigate these type of situations because. While I could have just had sex with him, I could have just, like, did whatever with him, like, I was really, like, not into it because it was so forward and so fast.
1: Well, and also public. It seemed, and public. It seemed like you didn't want to fuck in the bathroom, which I think you seemed to handle it where you were like, I'm not going to come. Let's go to the next place. And then he's mm-hmm. like, let's go to the bathroom. And you're like, I don't want to do that in the bathroom. Right. So, I, don't think, I, don't,
0: I think I think it sounds like you did it the way anyone think, would uh, recommend. I, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about the whole entire thing thing because what I really wanted was a date. Sure. What I really wanted was to connect with someone. What I really wanted was to talk about dance and to talk about, you know, incorporating menagerie into his world. And like, maybe like I had this whole dream mm-hmm. set up for this like moment and it literally went straight to sex, which is one of my major like problems when it comes to like the community that I'm in is like. Is that all we think about all the time, every day, all day? No. Maybe you but, do,
1: but I don't.
0: Yeah, and um, that that's probably a reason why I, I don't have so many, like, sexual connections is because I either just avoid them or I just haven't had, like, the proper contact with the person to make me want to sort of, like, get so deep there.
1: It sounds like you, you want dates you want yeah right like you know i want romance you you can get laid you know you can get laid (laughs) this this story just always reconfirmed like yeah i can go to a city and Mm -hmm. like talk to a pretty boy on the train and get laid yeah Uh, and i'm sure like this guy probably thought a similar thing like sure you're like let's go on a date but he knows you don't live here he's reasonably thinking this is like a little bit of dress up to a hookup Mm -hmm. but when you're back home where you're going to be or wherever you're going to be staying more long term you'd like dinner you'd like a lunch Ooh, that's a good way also to mitigate
0: this whole like are we fucking thing (laughs) make it an afternoon date first date so So right before i was i started listening to this gay podcast um i wish i could remember what it was but it literally was like telling me how to do like the perfect first date this is how this is these are all little like notes to note that like i'm not so versed in this world you're not as sexual as your work exactly um so I'm like listening to this podcast and they're like, don't go to a bar. I'm like, okay, we're going to a bar. Don't go on a date at late, like a late night date. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're already doing that. Go somewhere where you can like interact with each other. Like don't go to the movies, Mm -hmm. go to like, um, a class or something like that. And I'm just like,
1: you're okay. It's all right. Thanks for (laughs) letting us be here. (laughs) i Tessie.
0: Um, yeah so she's
1: walking through like i'm mad there's a woman in a tower walking through uh, come on now
0: the, does everything <laughs> just wait until you get into her she's an artist and just beautiful person all over um but like they're giving you tips
1: on how to get an actual date out how of date to have a of,
0: proper first date as a gay man but because, i think those,
1: these are good first date tips period I yeah just, yeah I, for if, sure if you like let's say want a first date that you will not have sex during or some sort of You don't want anyone's junk out doing, Mm -hmm. right? If you're like, maybe we have a heavy makeout at the end, but that's as far as I want the first date to go physically. These are all great tips. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the day, uh, you can do bars, just bars are more difficult. Alcohol. Uh, Right. Having (laughs) an activity. These are all things that help have a date Mm -hmm. instead of like interviewing each other to maybe have sex. Yeah. And also like, you know, if you have someone out for coffee, they're not thinking like, oh, we're going to hook up.
0: Right. Exactly. they're thinking we
1: might hook up but like you know it just it gives a different tone if you ask someone out for coffee versus mm-hmm. like let's meet up at 10 o'clock on saturday night for drinks it's not that you should expect to have sex mm-hmm. on a first date like that it's just like it is the environment where that normally happens yeah so i think these were all like good tips
0: and to close that story out i did end up coming that night oh. we le- we left Lebane. And we found like a little corner, and yeah, after wait a in. corner, a corner outside. It was public, um, and yeah, I ended up like letting him finish. And after that, I had no ambition to talk to him again. Wait, you <laughs> blew each other on a corner. Wait, what he happened? blew me he- in a, like a. You know how now everything has outdoor seating, so it was like an like you outdoor snuck into seating. like somebody's like thing. it was it was open. It was like it was like on the street. But it was, like, open. Like, if it was during a date, it would have like, been it's chairs. Not being,
1: it's not in use. like it's, No, 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 no. Right, and that's what, that's what all these fucking things are right now that are just chilling out. It's like you're begging people to have some, like, yeah. cookie sex in them. And I still haven't. Actually, I now need to put that on the list yeah. before New York City's right now about to decide whether or not those stay or go. Uh, so I was like, I think I need to take advantage of it. <laughs> it, was, it was
0: secure enough for me to get comfortable. Um, yeah. And I just sort of, like, made that decision in that moment because I was just like, you know what? After this night, like, is, this isn't going to go anywhere. Right. And we're both tops. He's
1: a, And he's a dancer in New York, and you're a designer and fucking on the exactly. West Coast.
0: So. Um, so, yeah. So, we ended up just, like, doing that right there. He texts me sort of, like, the next day, and I text him back, but it just sort of, like, dwindled from there. Um, but I still think about it because I'm, like, damn, like... Maybe I should have just been his friend.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can still be his friend. And you yeah. can even still be fun, sexy friends when you're in New York. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you're going to where you're staying, you clearly have the ability to ask somebody out on a date. You did it. You did it on the train, which, like, we all – a lot of us. It like, was like, new think for me.
0: It was new for me, for sure. Um. And I'm I'm happy that I did it. That's, like, one thing that I'm, like, happy that came out of this moment was because that's out of my character, sort of. Yeah. Um. But in me moving back to New York in a few months, like, I plan on dating. Yeah. I plan on dating. I plan on, like, exploring my sexuality a lot more um, and just sort of tapping into every aspect that I haven't yet. Like, I'm intrigued by transmasculine men.
1: Mm -hmm. So do you want to let yourself be sluttier or do you want to really dedicate to dating to then explore?
0: Dating to then explore. Because
1: I don't know if you can do both. Because then every date where you're trying to make it a date, you'll yeah. like be like, well, I guess How? I'll just fuck. And then it, constantly, it will constantly prevent you from maybe going to a next level.
0: I think dating and an effort to explore more. Mm-hmm. And I sort of like, m- I'm making it a point now. It's never been a point for me. Mm-hmm. More po- like, I sort of like focus on work and I focus on now. I'm like focused on family. I focus on friends. I had more, like, friends living with me than I've had, like, people that I, like, liked. And, like, having a friend with me is pretty much like I'm dating them. Mm -hmm. Like, they fill that void. So, like, I'm never, like, out here, like, looking for people. That's how it's been before. Now I'm, like, okay. I have a three- to five-year plan of, like, how I want my sort of, like, relationship slash life to be set up by the time I'm, like, 38, I guess. And it involves me being like connected to a person um, or not. Yeah. So now I have to like, I'm sort of just like, it's now one of my goals. It's never been a goal of mine before to actually be in a relationship. So that's probably why I haven't been in one.
1: And what are you looking for? What sort of qualities are you looking for in a romantic partner?
0: Overall? I mean, I think just kindness, kindness, like, like I, I'm all over the place when it comes to like the men that I am attracted to physically, mm-hmm. and also even when it comes to like age, when it comes to like masculine, feminine, like it's there's there's no. I tried the thing where it's like write down exactly what you want, like and mm-hmm. and, and try to like build manifest. your perfect partner. Exactly, it's so hard because like I can build this person, but it's like any one of these things can fall off the list and we can add a different skin tone or we can add a different body type or we can add a different like salary and it, it just it just changes the experience. So it's like, okay, after this last date, I was like, okay, no more dates where I'm the one in control of paying for everything and doing everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. I now know that I sort of wanna be like taken care of in that sense. Um, but also I'm gonna find myself finding someone who's like maybe a little younger than me or like this. And then I am automatically going to go to that role mm-hmm. of being like, I'm going to take care of this. Like, but I think I'm just like making out, the, like building out that like prototype.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't think you should use that as like, this is it. And mm-hmm. also like here are all my filters, but rather like, let's at least try to get an idea or let's like build a few prototypes. Mm-hmm. What are some ideas? Like that's what what, I do. what do I want? to Look for someone professionally mm-hmm. like me. I know um, as someone who, has so far not dated that much younger. Mm-hmm. Like I think four-ish years max is my younger dating-wise. Mm-hmm. Um So like I do want someone who knows what they're doing with their life um or at least knows what they want to do and is building yeah. towards it. I, so I like seeing drive. I don't know that I want to build a life with someone who's in a, ah, I don't really know phase because yeah. like I'm not in that way at all. Mm-hmm. And that can like, for example, distract me. So yeah. for professionally, I know that I don't need them to make a certain type of money, but I want them to, like know what they're doing, or and I want them to be good at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my last ex is like what she does for work; she's like really fucking good at, mm-hmm. and like that—that's the attractive part. It's not
0: that like what they do for. So for example, like what do you want professionally in another guy? Like I'm on this hunt for stability, right? So like when it does come to like the person that I ultimately like see myself with, and the type of people that I'm going to start tapping into like I want them to not necessarily be like me Mm -hmm. not necessarily be a creative not necessarily be like like as I don't want to say as unstable as I am but like have some type of stability and security uh, like that could sort of like wrangle me in. Sure. Because- um, It's nice I when think, they have a schedule. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> like, I think that's what I need. Like, I think that's what I want. So like when it comes to like a partner in the future, like that's one thing, like stability is key. Um And also just like drive in whatever field because like my life, I need all the like pushing that I need every single day. Yeah. And like, I know there's just sort of like other fields, like whether it's like tech or finance or like health, like they love what they do and they like, they're driven because of that love for what they do. So it's ultimately like the same as mine, but they're like more secure in a sense. And like, I can be the free one, like that's designing lingerie and like making them go to the parties and like doing things like that. But like, they make me stay home tonight, like That's sort of what I'm driving towards when it comes to like that side of things. Um, And also like I want to learn from them. So like professionally, it would be ideal if they were in a space that's like completely different than mine. Yeah. Going back to this date, like I was just really excited to talk about dancing with this dancer. We didn't talk about dancing at all. Like I, I tried a few times, but it was just like. It didn't. It didn't go there. Mm. Like it didn't. It didn't get as deep as I expected.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah.
1: I feel it. Like, are there any other qualities you're looking? You would look for in somebody? We got drive. We have got kindness. Drive, kindness. Some difference.
0: Some diversity um, in, in lifestyle. In lifestyle. And I don't know. Because I just this, he- I hear people say stuff probably. like I don't want
1: someone who drinks. But like why? Right. Like and what they mean is like why well, don't want someone who's like out partying all the time? Mm-hmm. Right. But just because someone drinks doesn't mean – It's like – So, the the quality you're looking for is someone who's not partying all the time, who's someone who's not always hungover or whatever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't then mean you nix out drinkers or smokers. Like, Mm -hmm. you have people say, I don't want someone who smokes pot because, like, they don't have a lot of drive. That's not true of everyone who smokes pot. What you want is someone who has drive. The Mm -hmm. eliminating pot does not, like, accomplish what you are hoping to with that. You know what I mean? So, it's also like, you know – that's why I'm saying, like, none of these are necessarily filters, but just getting us an idea, mm-hmm. you know, of that, of that person. Um, uh, What about monogamy? Where does that stand with you?
0: Mono- I, would, I need to be in a monogamous relationship. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, in the world that I'm in, <laughs> that <And> we're in. <laughs> there are going to um, be a lot
1: of hot models around you don't have to worry about. <laughs> but, see, here's the thing.
0: I'm so all over. I was literally explaining to my friend yesterday. I was like, maybe if- – Maybe I need to be with an older guy okay. that like I can learn from, I can grow with, like they can teach me, help me and like, you know, be that support system that I feel like I've been lacking most of my life. But I love these like model boys. I love, I love boys. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe we can just have a boy like once in a while. And that's sort of like our thing. Yeah. And then I was like, that's not going to happen. It can. Can you have like a boyfriend who you have some occasional threesomes with? I mean, sounds ideal. It sounds ideal. And I mean, it It was an idea. <laughs> it was an idea. So, something um, maybe to revisit once you get the first step once of I'm uh, in being it. in a relationship. Exactly. Like, we'll start with that. Exactly. <laughs> and see how I feel. Because I I personally think, like, my grandma would say it all my life, like, you know, you're just being held for someone and something special. When that happens, I don't think I'm going to want. Anybody else in the, in, in the mix. Mm. But also, I don't know. I guess it really depends who it is and like where we are and all that. It's a big question mark for me. All of it. Do they need to wear underwear? No, no, Um, it's not, it's not. I feel
1: very self-conscious on that stage that day. Cause like I'm up here where I don't, I haven't worn underwear regularly since 2012. And I was
0: like, so I don't, that's well, another
1: reason why I was like, am I the right person up here? Cause I only wear these to fuck parties.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I always say menagerie or nothing. <laughs>
1: that woman was talking about uh, like firefighters, like wearing shit under mm-hmm. the gear. And I'm like,
0: yeah, I don't even
1: know how to relate to that. Like it's that's a, that's someone who is, feeling and experiencing Mm -hmm. the lingerie in like a day-to-day life whereas an i want to wear it to feel sexy in a group environment where i'm gonna get compliments like one story i didn't tell uh at the panel was i was at the swinger resort once and they had um theme nights and it's a very like heteronormative type of Mm -hmm. clientele swingers tend to be um and they had theme nights each night to like help Drive the sexiness when the when the sun went down, and one night it was lipstick and la- lipstick and lingerie. Mm. Well, me and my ver- uh, me and my date were not going to play. But they, like the guys were supposed to wear like I guess like nice suits Pajama or sets. wear like like nightclub. Set. I was like yeah. fuck all of that <laughs> so like you know kenzie wore what she wore and then like i wore the the lingerie trunks yes. that yeah uh, got me and the and like she put some lipstick on me and some eyeliner and i had like a Amazing. fun slutty hat and like all the all these wives all these hot wives were surrounded by dudes in really nice suits who were in better shape than me and they were complimenting me because mm-hmm. i yeah. looked like what it's lipstick and lingerie i'm wearing lipstick and, and lingerie I- and i look fucking great And they were like, "Hey, you do want to (laughs) fuck?"
0: Amazing, amazing, yeah. But Um, but
1: the the story about the firefighters and police officers like wearing something underneath—I was like, "That dude's experience. That dude's journaling."
0: Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, I I have those stories as well of like men that like keep it for themselves, yeah, versus like sharing it, like, and specifically men that wear uniforms. Whether it's like doctor uniforms, firefighter, policeman, like it's a thing where like it's a secret and it's something that they, I don't want to say they get off on it, but it makes them feel a certain way to know that like no one knows about what's going on down there
1: it's fun to have a secret
0: mm-hmm. and I'm exactly. someone who
1: has very few sexual secrets. Like I do, I do have a couple mm-hmm. and I'm holding on to them because it's like fun to have a secret when yeah. the rest of my sex life is it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of fun. It like makes the thing even hotter because I'm like, it's my little secret. You mm-hmm. don't get to know about it. Exactly. I you, you know? So I,
0: I believe that's how most of them feel when they're in lingerie, whether it's like my lingerie or it's women's lingerie. Cause a lot of, there's a separation between the people that want to wear like that get off from wearing the lace mm-hmm. and then there's a separation of the people that get off from wearing um women's underwear.
1: Yeah, yeah that was and that was something interesting to um hear navigated on the panels. Like this isn't about m- serving cross-dressing clientele. Mm-hmm. This is about men who want to wear lingerie made for men. Exactly. Like there there's that, that a very big difference. Exactly. I've said it on the panel. I've said it uh probably the week after I got my first pair of menagerie mm-hmm. years ago. I've said it for years. I used to mock lingerie. I did the easy, like, what? It's getting the way of the goal. Mm-hmm. This is this is clear for the women, blah, blah, blah. And then I put my hand, I put it on and I ran my hands down my thighs with this lace on it. And I was like, Oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. This is hot. Uh, and I hope some dudes uh, go, you know, experiment, give that a try, you know, Me too. with menagerie. Me too. Uh, Roman, you know, if someone wants to go give it a try, if somebody wants to see what it feels like to wear something sexy, where can they go to find you, follow you, buy your work?
0: So online, menagerieintimates.com, mm-hmm. M-E-N-A-G-E-R-I-E, intimates. Um, I can sell, I'm also selling directly through all social media outlets, um, Instagram, which is Menagerie Intimates, also Pinterest, all that. Um, if you are in New York City and you want to shop in person, we're in Journal. And we're also in Shag, a sexy boutique in Brooklyn. I know Shag. Yeah. They have menagerie now. Okay, Shag. I'm excited. Janelle
1: had a nice experience in there. Mm -hmm. Lovely, lovely changing room. Yes. Um, I think if guys knew that's what the changing room was, we would spend more time in there.
0: Those type of, even those specific experiences that are, you know, normally set aside for women, like when guys experience them, they're like, wow, like this catered sort of like shopping experience specifically for Mm -hmm. underwear is very unique. Journell is like one time limited Xbox
1: in the changing room, away from a line out the door of men willing right. to try on some sexy underwear, play a little Call of
0: Duty, and I'll see how <laughs> it feels. You know, <laughs> test it out, test it out. Um, and yeah, your, your personal Instagram is it's so I have my personal Instagram is Roman Sipe, name spelled out R O M A N S I P E. I also have a second brand Instagram, which is the Boy wore Lace. Um, and it's, it's, it's a mixture of sort of like editorial content that I produce. It's a mixture of customer, you know, customer photos that they submit to me. Um, and it's a mixture of just like lingerie quotes and like things that inspire me. It's sort of like my designer page. So, um, it's a little bit more active than all of the other pages actually, because it's a, there's a lot of stuff that I work on outside, but it's all tied into menagerie. So it's sort of like my backup, it started as my backup account, but now it's like, it's less stress for me to post that I can, I can post whatever without any issues on this page. So like, it's a little bit more fun over there
1: okay okay well everyone go check that stuff out i got links to all of it in the show notes and uh roman thanks again for first thanks for uh you know inviting me to do that panel and and thanks for coming on the pod and thanks for having me i'm wishing like all the best of luck for you on your dating journey when you return (laughs) and are are solidly here and Mm -hmm. going on daytime dates like
0: a grown-ass man (laughs) grown-ass man i'm excited i'm excited to see what that looks like for me
1: (laughs) me too me too we'll have to ask you about it again later for sure but for now why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody
0: everyone who's listening it's been such a pleasure to be on the man Horror podcast um i've listened to a few episodes and i like i love what goes on over here um i definitely was excited because this is my first podcast yeah so like like i i was a little nervous you know (laughs) see i got my little wine i was just like oh my god um but yeah it's been truly a pleasure to be here and i'm just i'm thankful to have your support and to have had it for so long um and yeah like i said if anybody wants some men's lingerie it's all here and i'm excited to grow with you and all these people out here
1: oh that might be like the top sign-off i've had on the show how beautiful what a what a sweet sweet way to send y'all off back into the rest of your day or onto your next podcast episode what, what a night what a nice boy what a nice sweet boy roman is oh gosh i didn't have the heart to tell him i hope he's still not listening i didn't have the heart to tell him that like i have lost all three pairs of the menagerie that he has sent me over the years like he sent me one during the pandemic and i do not know how it happened but somehow in in the midst of my move back in 2021 i lost that pair too and i was like fuck because this is like my sexiest piece of sexy anything that i own and then you know what that guy did without me even asking he had no idea i hadn't told him this before i walked out the door he had a nice bag of goodies for me and then there was another pair of menagerie intimates Another little lacy piece for me to rock at a hacienda party. How nice of them. I also got a, a silk fitted hat and it says uh, fabric has no gender. That's fun. I've got links to all my things in the show notes. Every episode, every link is down there. Including my OnlyFans link, OnlyFans.com slash Billy, uh, Where you might be able to see me in some menagerie and you know watch me get out of it. Hey... You also see a link to the tickets for the March 18th Naked Comedy Show at Hacienda. You don't want to miss this. We got two great lineups. But the the announcement that is most important that only those of you with high high episode completion rates deserve. Manhorkon. Fuck it. Let's do it. I have no other details to share with you other than Manhorkon 2023 is going to be August 3rd through August 6th here in New York fucking City. I do not have more to say about the what, the why, the with whom, and all of the where's, but for now I can tell you, start making your arrangements, start taking a look at flight prices, start arranging your time off at work. Because August 3rd through 6th, we're going to be having a grand old time. I'm going to, once again, lose my voice the night before. uh, We have a live podcast that I have to struggle through to host. So more on manhorcon later, but for now, save those dates. And if you want to be a pro about it, you know, arrive a day early, arrange to leave a day later. That's more time to hang out with me and uh, and your fellow fan whores. So there you go. Now, uh, as I said, I've got more of my conversation with Roman Sipe tomorrow $5 and up fan are going to get a bonus episode all about where Roman thinks the future of men's lingerie is going. Shout out to Chuck G for a great question in our Ask the Guest channel in the Champagne Room. And if you want to gain access to the full thing, as well as nearly 300 bonus episodes, give it a free try at patreon.com slash man podcast. Stay warm or stay dry or stay a little cooled off, depending where you are in the world. But uh, always, stay slutty. Where should people, where should a guy
0: start with? Y'all made a good point at the panel about this. It's, It's sort of hard to say where a guy should start. But I think, specifically with my brand, all the fits are something that like I have a fit that every guy's used to whether you're a brief guy whether you're a boxer guy whether you're a trunk guy like I have your fit so I would start there start with the same underwear that you wear now but get the lace version mm-hmm. or get the satin version or get or maybe just try something completely different like a jock strap like a jock strap um and, and see where it takes you because like for me jock straps are my favorite thing now mm-hmm. Like, I I love them. I love them for the fashion. I love them for the comfort. Like, I understand them now. And, like, I would have never wore a jockstrap before. Like and you, now the, I the know. The idea you
1: didn't understand. It's like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it's, it. It's like
0: someone who's just trying to
1: listen to, like, I don't know, Little Feet. And they're like, you know, I, when I got to the fourth album, I really started to understand. Well... <laughs>